Welcome to the Catholic Brides Podcast. My name is Anne, and I would like to welcome you to my show. On this podcast, we will be talking about what it means to be a Catholic bride, how to prepare for marriage, and how to walk with your spouse towards heaven. I'm excited that you're here, and I invite you to grab your favorite drink, settle in, and let's have a heart-to-heart about what it means to be a Catholic bride in today's world. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Catholic Brides Podcast. My name is Anne, and I am excited for today's podcast because we're going to be diving into a topic that's more philosophical um, than some of the other more material things that we typically cover on this podcast. And I actually got this inspiration for this podcast. Um, this last Sunday, I went to Mass, and the parish priest gave us a beautiful homily on this, and then he had it more in the light of of life as a whole, which is beautiful and good. But I wanted to just go even further with it and narrow it down into the um, marriage aspect and how we can apply this directly to our marriages so that our marriages can be more fruitful. So we're going to be talking today about the four causes in philosophy. So if you're not familiar with these, as I was not before I heard this homily on Sunday, I just wanted to break them down a little bit. We're only going to be talking about one of the causes, actually, but I just wanted to briefly mention the four causes for you. So the four causes go as follows. The first one is the material cause, which is that out of which. This is like the bronze of a statue. Okay, so it's like the material, um, as the name states, the material that the um, thing is made out of. So then there's the formal cause. So that is the form, which is the account of what is to be. So for instance, that is the shape of the statue. Then there's the efficient cause. So this is the primary source of change or rest. Um, So this would be the artist making the statue. So the efficient cause is the person who is actually making the statue, making it happen. And then there's the final cause, which is the one we're going to be talking about the most today. And that is the end for the sake of which the thing is done. So the reason that the artist made the statue out of the bronze was to display it in maybe a courtyard somewhere. Okay, so it's the final purpose and the final cause of that which we have done. All right, so these are the four things that Aristotle came up with a long time ago. Philosophers still use them and think about them today, and I think they're good things for us to think about as well and to ponder in our own hearts. So I want to talk specifically about the final cause today, because whether we want it to or not, every single thing we do in our life has a final cause, right? So let's take, for example, making a cup of coffee. So we get up in the morning and we make a cup of coffee. What is the final cause behind that? The final cause behind that is obviously so we can feel more alert, more awake, and for some of us it means functioning normally as a human being, um, depending on how dependent you are on coffee. But there is a purpose and an intentionality behind that. Another um, example might be, let's say that you are 
cooking dinner. <laughs> so you're using all of your material things and you're making a delicious meal for your family. And so what is the final end goal for that? Of the, the chopping and the frying and the baking, it's all to feed and nourish your family and um, get them a nutritious meal. So there's an end cause behind that. So in life, we have many, many end causes. We have a lot of goals and a lot of things that we do that have an intentionality to achieve us something. So then at the end of life, there is a final, final cause that we all strive for. And that is uh, obviously our salvation and our um, just our uh, life with God and to live fully in him. And so it is really... Um, a good thing to ponder um, all of the final causes of things and to think about the intentionality that we do things with. So when you ponder and think about the finality of the things that you are doing, so the final cause that you have for your things, you're going to do it much better and a lot more well than you would if you just kind of were mindlessly doing things. For instance, I'm going to take the example of grocery shopping, okay? So there are a few different ways that people like to go about grocery shopping, and sometimes we're really intentional about it, and other times we go into the store hungry and buy a lot of random things. Um, and I know I've done both, and no judgment if you fall in either category. Um, but to be intentional about it and to think about it, Let's think about the end cause. The end cause of going to the grocery store obviously is to use that food that we purchase to be able to feed our family. And the more we think about the end cause, the better our, and the more efficient our grocery shopping is going to be. Okay, so if we plan all of our meals because before we go, so we're thinking, okay, I need to feed my family. So we're going to work backwards from this goal and see what we need to, to do to be able to make it happen. So if I want to feed my family, I'm going to go ahead and let's make a plan to feed my family because I want to make sure that the meals are nutritious. I want to make sure that we're not eating frozen food, what have you. So we're already putting a little bit more thought into the final plan here. So we are focusing on our end goal and then kind of coming up with a plan to be able to achieve that. And the more we focus on that end goal and the um, goal of feeding our family well and nutrient food, the more intentional we're going to be with our shopping. So we're going to create that meal plan. And from that meal plan, we're going to create the grocery list. And from the grocery list, we're going to go to the store and we're going to perhaps buy only the things that we need at the grocery store. Um, we're going to plan out when we're going to go to the grocery store. We're going to eat before we go to the grocery store. And we're just going to be way more intentional about it than if we know, okay, we need to, than if we don't plan it. Okay. So if we're just like, okay, we need to eat and I need to go to the store and get food. Um, and we don't think really far into the end goal of the nutritious, beautiful meals that we would like to have. We're just going to go ahead and go to the store and be like, oh, that thing looks good. Oh, let's grab some crackers because we'll do that. Um, let's <laughs> grab some meat or some vegetables, whatever it might be. 
And obviously there are tons of ways to grocery shop, tons of ways to meal plan. I don't want to say that you should be um, being so meticulous about it, um, but I just wanted to kind of give that out to you as an example of the more we focus on our end goal of feeding our family nutrition and feeding them fam- our family well, the better off we're going to be with our um, intentionality behind the grocery store, Okay. So now we're going to flip this a little bit and talk about how it applies to a marriage. So what is the end goal of marriage? We're going to think about that very um, philosophically right now. So the end goal with marriage um, is as Catholic women and as Catholic men and as um, Catholic marriages, we know that the end goal of our marriage is the sanctity of both of us. So the sanctity of our spouse, the sanctity of us, and making sure that we both get to heaven. Like that is the end goal of our marriage. And so there are many different ways, obviously, that people walk life and have their, um, just go about living their life and um, trying to reach that goal. But I think that it is important to really focus in on that goal and really focus in on just the beauty that we have to be able to walk with our spouse towards heaven and realize that there is a lot of intentionality, just like going to the grocery store, that we can put into our marriage and into that intentional um, walking with our spouse towards heaven. Because if we are just kind of like, okay, so we got married, so we're going to have kids and we're going to live a great life and um, just kind of living it more on the surface level and not thinking deeply about how we're going to get to heaven, um, it can be really easy to fall into the same trap that we would do to be able to go to the grocery store and to be able to and just grab random things that look good off the shelf. So in the same way, our marriage is very much a, okay, so our end goal is to get each other to heaven. What do we need to do to be able to reach that end goal? I think it's important to realize that the sacrament of marriage gives us so many different graces, and God has given us all of the tools that we need to be able to achieve this goal of getting to heaven and life with him. And that doesn't always mean that it's going to be easy. And it doesn't mean that every single day is going to be a walk in the park. Like we are human and we live in a fallen world. And so even though we have these graces of which the Lord has given to us to be able to achieve this, it does take work and it takes a lot of um, blood, sweat, and tears to make a beautiful marriage um, come to life. And for every single person, I think there are times that it's going to be beautiful and times where it's going to be a struggle. And I realize that God is always with us and he is going to bless us in our marriage and he is also going to be with us in those hard times when we might not see the beauty in life and we might be struggling. And to just know that we need to keep our eyes fixed on the end goal and we need to work together to uh, try to do our best to 
run as fast as we can towards that end goal together. Okay, and this is going to look super different for every single person. It's going to look much different for you than it is for me and my relationship and my marriage. And to be okay with that and to remember, just like the example of um, going grocery shopping, like the end goal and achieving that end goal, there are so many different ways to meal plan, so many different ways to approach the grocery store dilemma, but just knowing that all of us are doing our best and to continue to press on and to continue to live with that end goal and focus. So I think there's a few other things that we can do that can help us to achieve this end goal and to um, kind of start to practically put into place some things in our life that might help us to get there. And the first thing I think is confession and going to confession regularly with your spouse. Um, obviously not together. You guys don't do don't do confession the same time. That's not how it works. But um, going individually, but going to the church together and making that intentional and part of your marriage, I think that's very healing for marriages and very much um, an intentional way to live in the reality of (laughs) keeping the final cause in the forefront of our mind. And even if your spouse isn't on board with going to confession frequently, um, at this point, just continuing to make that a priority for yourself, I think is a very good way to um, lead by example and to continue to pray for them. Um, Along with that, to pray for your spouse um, a lot. And remember that you and your spouse are both trying to work towards the same end goal of getting each other to heaven. So, praying for your spouse um, and taking that intentional time to be able to offer a rosary or a Hail Mary or offer up um, some of your daily chores for your spouse that you don't want to do. Just offering them up while you're doing, offering it up to the Lord while you are working on those tasks, I think can be a beautiful reminder to continually pray for your spouse and pray for their salvation because ultimately your vocation in this world is to get them to heaven and to pray for them and to be there for them. And then also to take that intentional time to pray together as a couple and to set aside a time during the day where you two can come together and you can talk about your life and talk about your day, but also offer your day to the Lord and offer um, prayers together, I think is super beautiful. And also it is really vulnerable to um, open up your heart to the Lord out loud with your spouse, but it's a beautiful intimacy that I think is much needed in our culture today. So taking some intentional time to be able to do that as well can really help you and can help your marriage um, flourish, especially keeping the end goal in mind. So I think starting with the end goal of um, remembering that we are here and called to get our spouse to heaven and just thinking about that um, and calling that to mind more often will open up more opportunities to be more intentional about how we're going to get there. So I hope this was helpful to some of you to be able to just ponder it and um, 
take it to prayer and ask the Lord how he would like you to lead with intentionality and lead with that end goal in mind. Because ladies, if we are leading with that end goal in mind, we're going to do so much more for our spouse and our life is going to be so much more extraordinary and um, we're going to enjoy life more. We're going to love deeper and I think it's going to be really beautiful for our marriages. So I encourage you to just take it to the Blessed Mother and ask her how to love deeper and how to um, lead our spouse closer to her son and ask her to help us lead our spouse closer to her son and um, pray for the grace to uh, persevere and to fulfill our mission and our end goal in this life. And ultimately that will lead us into eternal life. It'll lead us into being with the Lord forever and fully alive in him. Because even if we struggle in this life, even if we have moments of um, fear, of moments of um, struggle, moments of despair, to remember to continue to hope in the Lord and to continue to focus on the end goal and to run towards that end goal as fast as possible, I think is really beautiful and will help us so much in the future. So uh, my prayer is for you to continue to um, live with intentionality, continue to image the Trinity and the beauty that the Lord has between your unity here on earth, and to um, keep it in mind and to run ever closer to Jesus and his sacred heart, and to achieve your end goal of sanctification of both your soul, but also helping your spouse to have eternal life and to get to eternal life as well. Um, So I'm praying for you and I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. God bless you and I will see you again in the next episode. You have been listening to the Catholic Brides podcast. If you enjoyed this content, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, I invite you to either message me on Instagram or send me an email at catholicbrides at gmail.com. I look forward to having you join me again, and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful and blessed day.